0: I'm Jeff Gibson.
1: And I'm Shanna Paxton.
0: And we are the, the Movie, Movie Lovers. Lovers. Welcome. Hello. To the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode is our Film Faves episode Favorite Courtroom Dramas. So, this episode will be just us counting down our favorite courtroom dramas courtroom dramas uh, is an interesting one because it turns out there's actually a lot of movies that come up in searches for courtroom dramas that actually don't have a lot of scenes with courtroom dramas and they're almost unavoidable in some ways you'll hear that as we go through our list but what is interesting is We actually ended up having to do a combined list for this topic because our shared favorites were too big of an overlap. We actually have 10 of the same favorite courtroom drama. So we did our average of those and a composite list was created. However, each of us do have one individual pick that will uh, starting us off in this list. However, though, is there anything, Shannon, that you want to share when you were preparing for this list? Um, I know we had a, a handful of movies that we did actually catch up with or revisit in the process. Any any thoughts you had about courtroom dramas?
1: It was actually really difficult to come up with this list because not everything that I wanted to check out or revisit is available for streaming. Mm. And so that actually made this list a bit of a challenge. So when you hear Shanna's top 12 favorite courtroom dramas of all time, it might not actually be the case. Like, it might mm. be a little fudged. Because Mm. I was doing what I could with the resources I had. (laughs) Yeah, you know,
0: the thing about these combined lists is sometimes what happens is movies that we may, one of us may feel less passionate about may end up actually ranking higher than we would otherwise uh, feel. About it, You know, I know there's one movie that was like just outside of my 12 favorites that was like, oh, OK, ended up making this combined uh, list for us. So, yeah, there's a, definitely a certain degree of that. And then on the other hand, absolute favorites of mine ended up kind of being closer to the middle of list because maybe you had it ranked lower. So that's the nature of average lists. Sometimes these things happen but yes it it was surprisingly um surprisingly challenging
1: i really do like this category though i wish we had more time Hmm. but we were really dealing with a lot of drama uh the last few weeks so uh, our own drama not courtroom related so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did get injured uh, at work so i've been dealing with a leg injury and that's definitely Been a a major focus around the household, unfortunately, in the past couple weeks. So, But we we managed to get this episode squeaked in and prepared for, too. It wasn't a cram session for you, which is always nice.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, why don't you get us started with our 12th favorite courtroom drama. Oh, Oh, it's also important before, I almost forgot. One of the things we do with this film phase list is we try to share with you where you can find these movies available to stream in case you've never seen them before or you've heard of them, and you, uh, you know, you or you've never heard of them, I should say. To that end, we try to point out when these movies are available on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Disney, Plus, and I think that's about it. The thing about courtroom dramas is most are only available to rent on things like Apple and Amazon. And then
1: some only to buy. So like A Few Good Men, we really wanted to watch that one. I've never seen it. And my close family friend you know she's a she did law for a long time and so i wanted to know what's what's her favorites and -hmm. that was one of hers so i was like i need to check that out oh can't
0: (laughs) yeah we wanted to revisit that (laughs) it was
1: such a weird list making process i was excited about it yeah like i wasn't dreading it at all but i couldn't partake fully
0: yeah so keep that in mind most of these are available to rent a couple of these we will point out are available on a streamer Go right ahead, Shanna.
1: All right. So our number 12 is The People versus Larry Flint. This isn't like the most comfortable viewing experience. Mm. Like I find myself getting uncomfortable a lot in this movie. But what I enjoyed about it was it's, it's based on a true story. It's about this pornography publisher, Larry Flint. And like they're trying to, the American public are trying to shut him down or some pieces of it like the government the government government wants to shut it down but it's like well hang on you said free speech (laughs) so it becomes this really interesting and uncomfortable view of like well what does free speech mean you can't just lock someone up Mm -hmm. you can't just persecute someone just because they're doing free speech they haven't actually done anything physically bad Mm. and so it's this very interesting line that's being tread. So I enjoyed that. It stars Woody Harrelson, Courtney Love, if you were ever curious about that that performance. Edward Norton and even Vincent
0: Oh, Vincent Chiavelli. Yeah, I forgot yeah, Vincent that he was in Crispin Glover too uh-huh. from Back to the Future. hmm
1: Yeah. So uh you can go check that one out. That is The People versus Larry Fint.
0: Number 11 comes from the same year, 1996. It is Primal Fear. It is about a choir boy who is being accused of murder in a Catholic church. And Richard Gere plays his defendant. I want to
1: watch this already.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Edward Norton plays, uh, sorry, Richard Gere comes to his defense Uh, Edward Norton plays the defendant, the accused, in this film. And it is really good, but it has some surprises that I shan't reveal that actually makes it an above-average courtroom drama that every once in a while somebody comes back to. It was Edward Norton's debut, screen Mm. debut, and it was a big eyebrow razor for sure people sat up and paid attention to Norton in this performance because uh, he is astounding in it for sure uh so I I highly recommend that's one that's always kind of stuck in my mind Primal Fear from 1996
1: that sounds really interesting. I'm so sad that we didn't get to watch it together. Mm. Uh, something that we did get to watch together was The Verdict from 1982, and it is available to stream on HBO, so th- there's one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we have Paul Newman and Charlotte Rambling. And oh, yeah. I was super excited to see her and Jack Warden.
0: Mm-hmm. I that's don't know if there's anyone. Pretty else. much it. That's notable. Yeah,
1: the, those three. You know, when you see them on screen, you're like, I know those people. And like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mark Warden, I mean Jack Warden. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's it,
0: well, just... it's really weird for me to see Charlotte Rampling, Yun.
1: Oh, I saw her. I was like, and yeah. I don't know. I could see through the eyes. I don't know if that's because. The last season of Killing Eve showed like a younger version of her. Mm. But I was like, oh, my God, that's her. Mm. So it's very exciting for me.
0: What is the verdict about?
1: Yeah. So Paul Newman is a sort of washed up lawyer and someone throws him a case. And it's it's a chance for him to really get back into it and save his career. And the case is about medical malpractice. And anyone who's a little bit familiar with anesthesia knows that you're not supposed to You're not supposed to have eaten for a certain period of time, like eight hours or 10 hours, because you could you could vomit and then choke on your vomit. Mm. And that is kind of what they're dealing with. here. Someone who needed to, I think, have a C-section or something with childbirth. Yeah, she was delivering. And they needed to give her anesthesia. And she got sick because the intake form, the doctor didn't look at the intake form.
0: Mm hmm yeah no this is
1: one that process unfolding was very interesting
0: yes definitely this is one that really starts out slow but gets better and better and more and more interesting as it goes along Uh, so i I think i ended up liking the verdict a little bit more than you which is why it made it it, onto the list but uh it's definitely one that requires some some patience you kind of go along with it And it'll be a pretty interesting one. So again, that's The Verdict from 1982 on HBO Max. The next one is from 1999, The Hurricane, Denzel Washington, playing Reuben Carter, who is a boxer who was uh, wrongfully accused and imprisoned of murder. And this, I want to say it was like, like a foster kid and uh, his guardians who start to investigate and try to help his case decades later. It's not a great movie. I will say I think it is mistaken as a great movie. It is a good movie. I think it has some problems, but uh, it is definitely as most often the case, a solid Denzel Washington performance you know, especially when he's doing dramatic work, I think Denzel is often at his best, and he he delivers a great performance here. about someone who even Bob Dylan wrote a song about, and it popularized, repopularized that Bob Dylan song for a little while. And it's definitely someone worth learning about. Uh, that is the Hurricane from 1999.
1: Our next one is a more recent one from 2018 on the basis of sex, which is the true story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her struggles for equal rights in the early acts, uh, cases of uh, a historic career that led to her nomination and confirmation as the U.S. Supreme Court Associate Justice. Take a breath. Um, that was a lot of big words. So I, I enjoy this one. It stars Felicity Jones fantastic. and Army Hammer, mm. uh, Sam w- Waterston. I love him. Mm. And uh, Kathy Bates is even in there. And I love that. There's this nice, fantastic representation of the law. But what I also enjoyed about it was we have she's trying to get far in her career. Or she, she goes through this lull in her career. And she's like kind of falls into this comfortable position. But then there's a feminist revolution coming and they're marching in the streets and they're being seen and they're making loud, you know, noises for, the, you know, just general description here. And I think it's Kathy Bates that kind of wakes up uh, her character, wakes up uh, Ruth and she's like, you need to be doing something more. And so I enjoyed that. And I liked seeing like one case. We saw... A little bit of her life, and then we saw like one her tackling one case. And uh-huh. I enjoyed that. I like when there's like a little bit of like the person, mm-hmm. what, what's what's the context of what she's around, what they're around, and then what's the case that they're tackling.
0: I love Felicity Jones in this movie. I do think it is a slightly underrated film that uh, has been often overlooked. On the basis of Sex from 2018, our next movie. It's a movie that Shanna oh. loves more than me. What, I would why don't say. I
1: talk about this one?
0: Okay, go, <laughs> and or, then you go ahead. You talk
1: about the other one.
0: All right, go ahead. What is our seventh favorite courtroom drama?
1: I absolutely freaking love this film. Anytime I think of a lawyer, I'm like, oh, it's it's Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. So this is the client. It's by John. It's written by John Grisham. It's one of his novels. And you told me just recently, oh, well, he was a lawyer
0: yeah you didn't Which know that i
1: didn't know that so kind of like, explains oh, well the rash of law that, books that huh? totally explains yeah. his niche uh-huh. good for him <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if i could write some best-selling novels about photographers i don't uh, know <laughs> yeah. so anyway uh the the client is about a young boy who witnesses a suicide of a mafia lawyer. You know, he's getting, this boy is like 13 or 12 and he's getting threatened by the mafia. He's getting threatened by the, the prosecutor, the, the district attorney. Everybody's after him and his family and it's just absolute chaos. And he gets, he hires Susan Sarandon to be his lawyer and represent him uh, to help him, you know, try and get out of this huge mess. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very tense. Oh, and it's a young Mary Louise Parker. So mm-hmm. from Weeds and a Eventually. bunch of other stuff. But I just love this movie so much. I often, there's so many beats in it, but it somehow just works really well with the time that we're given. And I often forget what comes next. So it's always a surprise when I'm watching it. Mm. Uh, it's one of the first DVDs we owned. So I would watch it on repeat. But, you know, two concussions later, you kind of forget how things move. So. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. And what I found is, you know, as we're watching a bunch of uh, courtroom dramas, we're getting, I get a better understanding of how law works and how Mm. you can, let's get real, how you can leverage the law to work for you as a lawyer. Mm. So very interesting.
0: Now that, that I will say, this is one of the cases where we use courtroom drama in quotes, because in truth, there is only one five to ten minutes scene in a courtroom in the entire film and it happens like 70 minutes into the movie? Yes. But to be
1: fair, it features the district attorney like mm-hmm. <laughs> manipulating their way mm-hmm. before that and then mm-hmm. you've got Susan Sarandon figuring it out as well and mm. yeah. Mm. So I think it counts.
0: An even better example <laughs> is our sixth favorite which actually is I think... I think would have been my absolute favorite is my absolute favorite. It's 1957's 12 angry men. I believe it is among my hundred favorite movies of all time. This is the excellent directorial debut by I believe Sidney Lumet. And it's a classic film with Henry Fonda leading a bunch of supporting actors as, as jurors trying to decide the fate of a, a black teen i believe and whether or not he has committed murder and uh it's 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 very interesting because race becomes an element of, an important element of the story perspective becomes a very important element so many elements of this case come into question
1: sorry but it's not a, a it's not an 18 year old black man it's a hispanic man
0: hispanic i didn't say 18 i said teen but uh, yes, yes hispanic well, I'm i apologize just telling
1: you i found out 18.
0: i apologize i remember the race um being a big element of it but i mistook the the race from my memory is a latino it's it's fantastic film i i i love it it's great great performances uh, just very well uh thought out and very well directed how do you make a bunch of people in one room riveting for 90 minutes or so you know
1: you pump up the heat yeah that's true <laughs> and that's break true. the ac yeah that's <laughs> or any true. possibility of a breeze <laughs> that is
0: 12 angry men from 1957
1: all right i think this one was probably my favorite
0: uh, absolutely yes you it's love definitely my top three you love the john grisham movies yes. that's for sure i do and, i
1: do <laughs> and i do
0: like this one more
1: and this one falls into more of the courtroom drama i guess there's a bit of ratio there
0: mm. yes
1: anyway this is a time to kill uh if i'm not thinking about tommy lee jones then i'm thinking of uh, Matthew McConaughey, Kevin Spacey, or Donald Sutherland as lawyers. Hmm. Um, with you Samuel know. L. Jackson. Hello. Samuel L. Jackson is in this. Sandra Bullock is uh, like the assistant to Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey. They have a specific name, but I forget what it is. Uh, who else is in here? Oh, my gosh. A Oliver lot. Platt, a lot of people. Charles S. Dutton, Brenda Ficker, Keith Sutherland. Like, he looks like a baby. It's so funny. Uh, Ashley Judd. I loved her. Uh, Tonea Stewart. I think I know her from other stuff as well, but uh, it's escaping me right now. And Chris Cooper. I love seeing Chris Cooper. Anyway, going to try to take it down a notch. So (laughs) this is happening because it's actually a very serious film. This is happening in Mississippi. So Matthew McConaughey is uh, asked to represent Samuel L. Jackson, who's accused of well, we know, uh, he's accused of murdering two white men who raped his 10-year-old daughter, which, you know, you'd think that would be the most... that—that That is, like, a really horrific part of the story, but then it creates this revenge spark for the Ku Klux Klan, and so now they're all involved, and um, it becomes really, really bad and brutal. But I love it because... They, this whole community saw Samuel L. Jackson kill these two men because of what happened to his daughter. I mean, it's so understandable, you know. Everybody can kind of empathize with him. But because there's so much race racial tensions, Matthew McConaughey has to make everyone see that. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, how is he going to do that? Mm. You know, because the evidence is very clear. Ah. And... Uh, you know the whole temporary insanity you know trying to defend your child blah 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 thing Uh can only go so far Hmm. so it's just a really fascinating way that they approach that i love it so that's a time to kill
0: that's the third courtroom drama from 1996 on our list apparently a big year wonderful time (laughs) apparently a big year for that and And uh, there was a lot of John Grisham movies in that decade, uh, Mm. too. Both of the ones that made our list from John Grisham were actually directed by Joel Schumacher. Not a director I love, but... But I
1: apparently if you give him John Grisham, it's okay.
0: Yeah, he can make a decent film, for sure. (laughs) All right, fourth film is 1960's Inherit the Wind. That was a fun surprise. With Spencer Tracy... And I'm forgetting Claude. Was it Claude Rains who was the uh, other legal counsel in the film? This is about a very famous case in the 1920s, I believe it was. Uh, Frederick March. Thank you, Shanna. And, oh, of course, Gene Kelly stars in it. And Dick York uh, stars. And Harry Morgan, too. Uh, just a handful of very notable names. Elliot Reed. Also, uh, directed by Stanley Kramer, by the way. So, yes, this takes place in 1925. It is essentially about science, in a way, it's about science versus religion. In the sense that in this town, uh, apparently it's illegal to teach anything other than the Christian belief of where we came from. And this one science teacher is trying to teach Darwinism, and he gets he gets in trouble with the law for doing so. So that's what this case is. But uh, uh, of course, it's it's really about the ability to think and to share ideas, and for one way of thinking not to per, uh, prevail over all others, right? And, you know, to be able to question, and this also ended up being kind of a allegory for McCarthyism and, and stuff like that, that had happened recently. So it's a really great film. Inherit the wind. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it from 1960. All right, Shanna, we're in our top three favorite courtroom dramas. What is our third favorite?
1: This one is from Netflix. Yay. Uh, My father watched this and stayed awake the whole way through, so it's got to be good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is The Trial of the Chicago 7. The story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. It's by, directed by Aaron Sorkin, written by, and uh, it's got Eddie Redmayne, who's great, Alex Sharp, but really it's Sasha Baron Cohen that I was like just in awe of. Oh. Uh, Jeremy Strong, John Carroll Lynch, who I just I just adore seeing him because this man could be as gentle as a freaking Daisy, but at the same time also like seem really violent just with a look. Mm. Like, I just think he's really good at that specific thing. Uh, And then you've got Yahya Abdul-Mateen, the second. Uh, Who else? Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Mark Rylance. Mm -hmm. He plays the, the defense counsel.
1: And then Frank Langella, I mean, it just keeps going. John Derman, Michael Keaton, I could keep going. I'm going to stop. Anyway, I like this film because it's uh, language. You know, we were just having a lovely, you were just having a lovely debate with your son the other night about how words matter, the way that you use language matters, and that is the case here, and that's what gets that's what gets this this case moving along
0: also it's a pretty fun movie i mean
1: it's actually fun Yeah, you know
0: it kind of has a, a a note at the end that i'm not a fan of but overall really really enjoyed that film from 2020 available on netflix our second favorite courtroom drama Is from 1993. It is Philadelphia starring Tom Hanks and, again, Denzel Washington. This is, of course, the the film that got Tom Hanks the Oscar about a very successful lawyer who is suing his firm for wrongful termination after he is fired shortly after they discover he has AIDS. It is a great performance piece and and obviously definitely a step forward at the time for humanizing AIDS patients. Denzel Washington is the counsel for Tom Hanks' character, Andrew Beckett, and he himself is a homophobe, and it's uh, really interesting to see his growth through the film as well because initially he kind of turns down the case and you also get to see a young antonio banderas and i i think what might be his english language debut he had done a bunch of uh films with oh no i'm forgetting what his name is this famous spanish uh, director, but then I think Philadelphia was one of his first English language films. And jo- Jason Robards, who I love, uh, Shanna, you love him from Parenthood. Yeah, he he stars as the head of the law firm. It's a
1: really good cast.
0: It is a great film by Jonathan Demi, who previously had done The Silence of the Lambs. Highly recommend it if you have not seen it. Philadelphia from 1993. Okay, Shanna, you get the honors. Again, this is one of the few on our list that you put in quotes courtroom drama because you pointed out to me, well, there isn't really much court in this film.
1: It's all the preparation of court.
0: Yes, we do love this film, though. Why don't you introduce it?
1: It's Aaron Brockovich, which happens to be my close family friends one of her favorites so i was like oh yeah that works out Mm. um an unemployed single mother becomes a legal assistant that's what they are they're legal assistants (laughs) and almost single-handedly brings down a california power company accused of polluting the water uh this is really great it stars julia roberts i'm pretty sure she got an oscar for this role i could be wrong because you're just nodding you're not actually saying yes or no so because my sure.
0: mouth was full of water. I was letting <laughs> you talk.
1: Anyway, watching her in this is just so fabulous. I love this character. I mean, she's real. You know, she's out there in the world. Um, <laughs> and it also stars Albert Finney. The
0: mm-hmm. great chemistry between those two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not a lot of other notable I love names. Conchetta
1: Farrell, mm. character actress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I really like this film. Is this afraid?
0: No, well, no, I don't. Written. Oh, it's written by Susanna Grant. So yes, but it is directed by Steven Soderbergh. So that's why my, right. mine assumed otherwise. So.
1: Yeah, Um. there's not much else I can say about this film. This film's been mentioned in several other lists of ours. Like it, it probably made the F-rated list. It probably mm. made strong female roles. Yeah. Things like that.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great film. There's a reason why it's our favorite courtroom drama. And it is available on Amazon Prime. so those are our 12 favorite courtroom dramas shannon was there uh, any others that didn't quite make the list that you can recall uh of the list that you sent me that you want to give a shout out to
1: well no it looks like mostly (laughs) they were just movies i wished i could have watched
0: oh okay so excellent i i only had a couple i i gave the slot to primal fear because i couldn't leave that one off but i also want to give a shout out to get the trial of vivian amsalam which i believe might be an iranian film that is about a woman trying to get a divorce and it becomes this arduous maddening extraordinarily long Process. I believe it takes years, and it is it is absolutely great for those reasons. Uh, also, Paths of Glory, which was a Stanley Kubrick film, black and white film, about um, Kirk Douglas is defending these uh, these officers who essentially refuse to fight in a, in a war. Uh, refused that it was basically a battle that was going to lead to their death. It was like a no-win situation. And they refused to to go, and so they were court-martialed. And Kirk Douglas is defending them. It's a great film. It's kind of an anti-war film. I lo- I love it too. So uh, those are films that I just want to give a quick shout out to that are great courtroom dramas as well. So, but what are courtroom dramas that you absolutely love? Feel free to email us at the gibson review at gmail dot com all right shanna that'll do it for this episode of the movie lovers why don't you share where people can find you online before we talk about the next episode
1: you can find me on instagram shanna paxton photography and flick chart spellbinding a
0: Go to thegibsonreview.com. You'll find articles on there, lists on there, past episodes of The Movie Lovers, so many different things, a few tabs for you to browse. I highly recommend it. Uh, follow on social media, The uh, let's say facebook.com, the thegibsonreview, and on Instagram, thegibson99. I do bracket polls there at the Instagram account that you can participate in. I think, let's see, uh, we did our, your favorite 2022 movie, and that became The Batman. Barely beat everything, everywhere, all at once, and at the time of recording, we are in the middle of a favorite 1997 movie, bracket poll, you can check out the account there to see how that turned out, and keep posted on future bracket polls such as possibly one about courtroom dramas next time on the movie lover shanna did we decide or um, because there's a dearth of movies out there there's really not much out there did we decide if we're going to review disney's strange world or white noise
1: yeah we're going to do disney's strange world it was one that i really wanted to see that we didn't get a chance to so that's what we're going to review next time
0: excellent so that'll be the next episode of the movie lovers until then keep loving the movies this is jeff and Shannon saying
1: bye bye